0: Welcome to the Madeira Tribune Podcast, presented by Pacific Metal Fab. I'm your host, Tyler Chiquetta, and I have a special guest here with me today. Nugase is not with us today because I'm doing this solo without even him knowing about it. Anyway, we have Tom Willie, the former owner of t and Organic Farms. Um, I've known Tom for, it seems like ever. Um, I originally got to know him because his kids were in Little League, and so I got to know both the kids and Tom really well, and we just had a little gab session before we started about what his kids were doing and what he was doing, and uh, silly me, didn't even realize he'd been retired for five years So, how's retired life been treating you?
1: Oh, it's great. You get to stay up as late as you want. You get up as late as you want. So, that's one of the best parts about it. You get to decide whatever the heck you want to do every day, too. So,
0: So Tom was telling me that both of his kids didn't want to get into organic farming but yet they're still in the organic business, like you said. They're in air. They got smarter in there and doing stuff in air conditioning. Yeah,
1: they're working in organic grocery stores. One up here in North Fork and one back in uh, North Carolina, <laughs> Asheville. Yeah. So you forgot to mention the the cl- the greatest tie that you and I have is we're both Dodgers.
0: Oh, that's the best one. World champs last year. There we go. Probably just
1: lost most of your listeners. Right?
0: <laughs> I, I know. know they're like, "I wouldn't want any more." <laughs> but Tom is here on a bigger issue. He just wrote a letter, a nice letter to the editor about the water issue and how um, the aquifers are losing their water. And if Madera County or the state doesn't get smart and build more aquifers to kind of keep the water in the state rather than have it running to the ocean, it's going to be a dry land in in a in a short while. And I've talked to Jay Mahill with the farming, and we've talked about the aquifers till our, 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 our faces are blue. And so you brought an in interesting take. So tell me about the water issues going on here in Central California and even the state.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a simple business, a very complex business. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to bring some information to your listening audience and to the readers of the newspaper about it. Uh, We moved here um, in 1995. We had been farming in the Fresno region on the Kings River over 15 years down there. And uh, when we first moved to Madera, uh, one of the main things that I noticed is that we didn't have any recharge basins up here, which are all over Fresno Irrigation District. Um, but I, I learned that there's actually two different. You know, we, there's two different river systems. Mm-hmm. The Fresno Irrigation District feeds off of the Kings River, mm-hmm. and the Madera Irrigation District, and 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 actually through the Frank Kern Canal all the way down to the east side of the valley down to Kern County, feeds off of the San Joaquin River. Mm-hmm. And the two systems are very different. Um, the Kings River. Uh, It is under local control and uh, the San Joaquin River, which we use up here, is under control of the federal government, the Bureau of Reclamation. So even though we were smack dab, we bought a 75 acre farm out here on uh, Avenue 14 and Road 20 in big beautiful Bonita, downtown Bonita. (laughs) And uh, we started growing all kinds of vegetables out there. And even though we were smack dab in the middle, of the Madera Irrigation District, we found out quickly that we couldn't access the canal water, which was flowing right underneath Mm -hmm. our farm. Uh, That's because of a whole lot of bureaucratic regulations of the Bureau of Reclamation, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, So we pumped our well, and uh, we farmed with well water. When we got there in 1995, took over the farm, um, the depth to groundwater was 120 feet. When we sold the farm 20 years later, the depth of groundwater was 200 feet. Wow! So we lost 80 feet of groundwater in uh, just a 20-year period. So that's indicative. And, and to be honest with you, that is one of the reasons that we did sell the farm because Dennis and I, when we bought that property, we we were delighted as if we actually bought a farm, <laughs> and uh, it took us you know 15 years just to save the down payment to, mm. to, to purchase that farm. And we were fortunate that we. We and about 50 other people farmed our tails off there for, mm-hmm. uh, and were able to pay that thing off in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we did, we did own it, fair and clear. Uh, but I, you know, lined up my three children asked them, do you guys want to farm? No, Dad, we don't want to farm. <laughs> I asked them about three times to make sure that for sure. And Danessa and I had sworn to each other that we were never going to sell that property if we retired and just maybe sat there and watched the weeds grow, that mm-hmm. we would do that if we wanted to. But uh, this was uh, around 2015. Uh, the nut craze was in full swing around here. People were going crazy buying uh, almond orchards and pistachio orchards, buying land to plant them on. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was just no, with abandon. Yeah. And they were paying huge amounts of money for the acreage, any acreage that they could plant almonds on. So um, I noticed that and uh, we were actually in the depths of the last bitter drought, which mm-hmm. lasted from about 2012 to 2016. Okay? Yeah. So in this in, in 2014, the state of California, for the first time ever, and we were the last state in the entire western United States to decide that we better put some kind of limits on the extraction of groundwater from, from the aquifers, because everybody's aquifers are suffering in the middle of a drought. There's yeah. no... There, there's no canal water, so um, um, I learned from a couple of people that uh, probably they estimated that within five years, um, if you were in the Madera Irrigation District, you probably would have enough water to farm two-thirds of your acres. Ooh. And if you were out in this so-called white area, and the white area is defined by any Irrigated lands that are outside of an irrigation district, which means they don't get canal water. Yeah, so they just pump That's all they can do is pump and if people are out there that they would be lucky to be able to farm One-third Wow of the acres that they owned and that that is coming that is coming true now So the state passed this law and so I'm looking at the crystal ball and listening to people and they're saying uh, You know, I mean a few years from now. You're not gonna have the water to farm that land well uh, jack, rush, jack rabbits and sagebrushes are kind of nice thing, but they don't pay very well. So, <laughs> we're, 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 with the knowledge that our children didn't want to farm, didn't want to continue yeah. our farm business, you know, I said to Denise, "I know we didn't think about selling this land, but if we were ever going to sell it, this is the time to sell it because people are paying absolute crazy money <laughs> for this ground, like five times what we paid for it twenty years later. Yeah. Twenty years earlier, okay." So we sold the land, yeah, and we made investments for our retirement. Uh, we were able to pass the businesses off to some other folks that continued there for a while, but they didn't manage it very well, so it didn't persist beyond about four years. Yeah, um, you know that's where we're at, and uh, we're not the only people around here that have been selling their properties mm. with the knowledge that the uh, that that the water is. Diminishing vastly. We are well aware now that there is climate change thing. Uh, since about 1985, our precipitation is becoming much more erratic. Yeah. Um, you know, big wet years and super dry years. And right now we're in a super dry year. Um, I think we've had a couple of weeks of water in the canals around here. Yeah. And other than that, everybody's pumping, pumping, pumping. And
0: then that water's going to get lower and lower and lower,
1: and yep. then it's going to cause. So a couple of months ago, I ran into my friend, Matt Angel, who owns Madeira Pump Company. And he basically goes around and services all the agricultural yeah. and, and a bunch of the, uh, the residential wells in the area. And he told me that he has been running cameras down people's wells about at a rate of about three a day. And people are frantically calling him, asking him, what the heck's the matter with my well? What's the matter with my pump? How come I'm not getting any water? How come the water quality is crappy? How come it looks like tea instead of clear water? So he's out there dropping, these, dropping his camera down all these wells, and he's seeing this just precipitous drop in the water table. He said that over the last six or eight months, the water table here has dropped about 50 feet. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of distress going on out there. Uh, you know, this white area, when we first came here, or certainly going back to the 80s, that was all basically rangeland and cattle land. Yeah. And maybe it was dryland wheat. People would seed wheat there in November and pray for rain. they get some good rain, get a few <laughs> sacks of wheat, you know. Uh, they'd graze it off with some sheep or whatever. That's what that kind of ground was yeah. for. But when the nut craze came in and uh, drip irrigation and micro sprinklers uh, that you could actually irrigate undulating land that wasn't that wasn't flat and level, um, and then this almond thing started going crazy, and after that the pistachio thing, then now we got a huge amount. Well, some around 100,000 acres now is farmed in Madera County in this so-called white area where they don't ever have access to canal water.
0: Wow. And so, then their,
1: so their wells are depleting at a... Their wells are depleting, and they are depleting other people's wells wow. uh, across the whole district. Um, and so it's a race to the bottom right now. And I think if we don't wake up as a community and figure out who's the Jonah on the boat, the whole boat could go down together. And that, that would be a community that, you know, we treasure yeah uh, we've only lived here for 30 years but we still treasure it and uh, we don't farm anymore but a lot of people do and and honestly we don't have a highly diversified economy here. It's a very agriculturally dependent exactly. economy. so if all of agriculture goes down all of Madeira goes down with it but if we if we just be honest and say look we cannot have people irrigating and farming on nothing but pumped, well water outside of the districts that can supply canal water in years where it's generous. Um, something has to go, and it has to be the the, 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 the agriculture in the white areas that don't ever have access to canal water. And the quicker we wake up to that and do something about it, um, the, the better chance we'll have of, of surviving as a community and having some viable agriculture here into the, the foreseeable future
0: yeah and and Tom's been doing agriculture for for a while now I mean you were um, you were doing organic vegetables or organic um, agriculture before organic was a common word in the vocabulary of people now yeah we started doing organic and you're kind of the the early 1980s and you're the kind of the forefront of those people in the Central Valley right
1: yes first in Fresno and then later moving up here to Madera we got displaced we were just renting land down there, and we got this place by development in Clovis. Yeah. And so we came up here and bought a piece of land, and we we did well.
0: So, I mean, it's not like Tom's speaking um, from just research and whatever. He's speaking what he's actually seen, what he's experienced, and what he's talking to, and it's not like, um, I just want to reiterate that you know what you're talking about, (laughs)
1: Well, and I have a lot of farming friends in both situations, both within the Madera Irrigation District and some other smaller irrigation districts that we have in the county. Um, and I have friends that farm out in the white area that don't have canal water and that pump. And, you know, I'm kind of reluctant to stick my neck out here and say that that, that agriculture has to go out there. But these guys probably had an idea that it wasn't yeah. the best... Place to to bet on, you know, indefinite decades worth of farming out there, and it's just, you know, the 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 chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, and and we have to deal with that as a community. And my concern, you know, and the reason I wrote to the Madeira Tribune is because I really don't think there's a broad appreciation in this community of what's going on with water, and I think the community needs to be more become more informed in the urban community as well as agriculture community. Exactly.
0: Because it seems like there's two solutions to the problem and they're not going to come quick. Solution one is those guys in the white area just stop and they have to let their crops grow, go during the dry times, which we're in now, or... Um, the state needs to start building some more aquifers to store the water that we. You mean dams or dams or, or s- reservoirs? Something yeah. to keep the water from going into the ocean,
1: um, most, like it's Most been doing. of the viable dams have already been built, and most of them are not filled up this year because the rainfall was so mm-hmm. sparse last winter. Um, there's a lot of talk about building dams, and there's a lot of opposition to building dams. But even if a dam gets approved, you're talking about 20 or 30 years before that thing becomes operable. Exactly you know, like we I was saying. You don't have 20 or 30 years to play around.
0: <laughs> exactly yeah. like I was saying, dude, yeah. either solution is going to take a yeah. while and So what to we done. have
1: is we have these huge wet years and these huge dry years. When you have these wet years, there's, no, there's not enough dams to, to put all the water. There's so much water. What we have to do is to do more groundwater recharge, and so what you got to do is you got to slow that water down, you got to spread it out, and you got to sink it in the ground. And there's a few pioneering farmers uh, around here. Don Cameron is one down at Terra uh, Terra Nova Ranch in Helm that has is really kind of demonstrated how that's done. You know, he has uh, in the in the flood years he grabs a lot of water and he. Puts his grapes and almonds under water, foot deep, all winter long, and sinks it in the ground. We have to do that on a huge scale. Yeah, Madeira is beginning to play with that in the Madeira Irrigation District, but we haven't developed it well enough. If we have a big, honking wet year this winter, um, we should be spreading all that water and getting it in the aquifer. But I suspect we're not really ready for it, and we might get. We we'll hopefully we get some down there. Yeah but a lot of it's going to blow out to the ocean. There's just You just have so much water or you have so little water. That seems to be the scenario now. And so um, we, could, we could do a lot of recharge, but as far as building dams and having them available to us to store more water in the, on the short term, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to, to happen. But it seems like... But there are some dam projects that make sense. I think offline dams that, that are not on live streams like the San Luis Reservoir, which is kind of like a, just a mud puddle right now. Um, but that holds 2 million acre feet, and uh, when the water's available, you pump it up and you, hang, and you put it there, and then mm-hmm. you, you can have it in when you need it. And, and I think there's a number of places on the west side of the valley where, where that could be done. Those kind of reservoirs could be built, but those are long-term things, and we need some short-term strategies right now.
0: Mike, yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like... Um, it seems like the only solutions that have been coming down are long-term solutions things that's going to take a while whereas we need some short-term ones but it seems like the bureaucrats or the people that run some of the canals and this stuff uh, they just don't have any farmers in their ear to say this is what we need to get done and when they have other people in the ears saying, no, you got to do it this way, where the farmer says, why don't you do it this way to help everybody else a lot, yeah, a lot better? there's
1: been a lot of disagreement about how to operate and manage our water system. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the farming interests were on top of the game 70 years ago, <laughs> right? And uh, we stole it fair and square, and we had all the water to use mm-hmm. uh, for a long, long time. And uh, we had... 40-year contracts, I think, mm-hmm. um, with the Bureau of Reclamation for the Water. And um, in those contracts, the the need to maintain the native fisheries in California was ignored, even though that was a state law. Mm-hmm. It was blown blown off by the federal government, and we made these contracts. So we all were hunky-dory for 40 years, and we figured 40 years is up. bad. We just signed another 40-year contract. Well, the environmental movement Became a reality during those 40 years, and they were ready when those contracts expired and they say wait a minute, buddies We look at this state law that we just we ignored for 40 years (laughs) These fisheries are decimated and they have to be uh, Maintained and so that's been a huge issue over the last 20-30 years of how do we maintain the environmental stability and also manage agriculture um, but we, it's, it's, it's pretty well recognized by everybody that we overdeveloped agriculture for the amount of resources that we have to serve it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty well understood that in the San Joaquin Valley, we're going to have to eliminate half a million to one million acres wow. of our probably the five or six million irrigated acres in order to hope to get things in balance. Yeah, and that's probably without regard to the fact that we're still going to also have to upgrade our water systems tremendously. Like, for instance, both the California Aqueduct on the west side and the Frank Kern Canal on the east side, they have these dips in them now. The canals have actually sunk a few feet, like maybe six or eight feet, in an, in certain places uh-huh. where groundwater has pump and pump so heavily that the canals sink. Well, as you know that you run water down in a canal, if it dips, then the water don't keep going in the canal. It just spills out the sides, right? So yeah. we got these huge problems with these canals, like, for instance, the Fry and Kern Canal, uh, below Tulare County, um, it, it's lost 60% of its capacity. So even if we had the water, you couldn't even push it down there because it's just going to go all over the place. And that's you're talking about... Maybe a billion dollars to fix that canal. Wow. I don't know how much to fix the California aqueduct on the west side. So we got big problems. We can't even fully utilize the infrastructure that we have. Wow. Because in addition to using all the water that the canals gave us, we also pumped and pumped and pumped so much that the ground sank. And the canals have got humps and swales in them now, and they don't work right.
0: Yeah, we'd rather spend half a million dollars on a high-heat rail than
1: making sure all the water runs right. Yeah, well, probably for the short term. I, I'm I like high speed rail. I've ridden on it in Japan and other places. It's awesome stuff. But right now we got water problems that uh, supersede <laughs> the building of the high speed rail. I'm afraid we need some high speed water projects exactly. and, and high speed uh, management changes to you know save what is probably the most productive and unique agriculture, real estate on the planet Earth, which is the Central Valley of California. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Tom, thank you for coming in and, and educating us on the water issues. What's really tough to understand and probably comprehend is that solutions that come down the pipe are long-term solutions, but we need a short-term answer, and it's really tough to find it.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, there's been meetings and meetings and meetings going on in this community since 2014 when the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act was passed by the California legislature. Um, There's been a a lot lot of people who have attended them, but many, many people have not attended them and don't even know what they are or that they're going on. And I don't fault the county for not having put out good information and being very welcoming to the entire community, but... Mm -hmm. People don't show up and people don't understand what's going on and uh, whether the decisions are being made appropriately and rationally based on evidence. And so uh, many more of us need to get engaged with this thing very, very quickly.
0: And one of the things I want to make sure, if you're still listening, that people understand is that you're not blaming anybody. We're not blaming anybody or no, Anything. I'm not calling
1: anybody the black hat or anybody the No, hat. We're, we're just, just saying, looking at the facts. Exactly. We're to look at the
0: facts. And things you know? need to happen, For uh, changes need to happen if this is going to be sustainable. And I just want to make sure we we let people know that we're not blaming anybody. We're just saying no, things need to happen.
1: No, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I had my 75 acres out there in the middle of Madera, Grishan District. I wasn't using the canal water. I was pumping. I did my share. I pumped <laughs> a lot of damn water to farm all those vegetables, you know. I think we did it fairly responsibly. Unfortunately, even though the canal water was flowing underneath us, we didn't have the legal right to take it at the, at that time.
0: And But you could have been the, the I don't want to say bad person, but you could have easily just thrown a pipe in there and taken some of that water that you weren't supposed to have, quotes, and used it for yourself, but you did the legal thing and used the well water when you found out, and then now you find out later that that probably wasn't the best
1: thing. It wasn't the best thing for sustainability, Correct. No, but that was the way the, that's the way that, you had that's to do That's the difference between doing business with the Bureau of Reclamation or doing business like they did on the Kings River with the uh, Army Corps of Engineers who are just a bunch of uh, bulldozer jockeys who love to dig and build. <laughs> and then all you do is pay them off and at the end, and you and you go ahead and manage your own system. We didn't do it that way in Madeira. We got into bed with the Bureau of Reclamation, and their I mean, I, I can't imagine a more complex bureaucratic holy mass. And then you got the Congress of the United States that can call all the shots, and whether you get water, whether you don't get water, exactly. and everything. And we know how the Congress of the United States works or doesn't work. And uh, so anyhow, uh, Madera, you know, I, I tell people, my friends who are still farming down in the, the uh, Fresno Irrigation District, I tell them, you guys, you live in a water Disneyland. And if you don't believe it, <laughs> come up here to Madera and try to do some farming up here. All
0: right, Tom. Well, thank you much. We've talked quite a lot. Hopefully, people have learned about the uh, water issues here in Madera County and the state. And like he was saying, let's hope something comes down to where things will change or else it'll be really bad here in the
1: next how couple of years, few years. Well, of course, it depends upon the rainfall. But if we get another dry year next year, Whew. let me... I, I, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very serious. It's already very serious. Yeah. All
0: right, sir. Well thank you very much for coming on. Pray for rain you. and
1: let's all be smart and get informed and make good decisions. All right. Thank thanks, you. Tyler, for, for, for your interest in, in the subject. No problem. Yeah.